Welcome to the Mental Mom Show. I'm Megan Farr, a therapist and mother of two by day, and a coffee-drinking ADHD maniac basic white girl. But most importantly, I'm the Mental Mom host by night. And I'm Casey Harper, the producer slash art director slash boyfriend and moral support slash whatever Megan needs. Welcome, Casey Harper. Hey, it's been a while. It has. By the time this is actually out in the world, it'll be 2019. Yeah, the crazy stuff. It's a couple days before that. A couple days. Yes. And it has been quite some time. It's been since November. We took some time off for the new year to get ready for the new year, celebrate the holidays, which are always fun. Yeah, it was, uh, got really crazy. It was too hectic. It did. To try to do all this and then live. And live. And be sane. The good thing is, uh, Christmas is behind us and we're looking forward to the new year. And I thought it would be fun if we talked a little bit about New Year's resolutions. Okay. Tell me a little bit about your history of New Year's resolutions. Uh, I don't make them, really, because... <laughs> Have you ever? I, like, it's more like a rough outline, I guess, because I, I never do it as much as I You mean you never plan. follow through? Like, my follow through is not as strong as... I want it to be like I may do some of the things, but not probably to the full potential that could be done. Okay. When's the last time you set a new year's resolution and then actually attempted it? Oh, it's been a while. Like, did you finally just give up? Like last year I said, I, my main goal was to get a passport. Did not happen. Didn't do it. Just cause it never made the list. Well, mostly I forgot about halfway through the year. That, that, that was that's what I said. And then by the time I remembered, I didn't have money. So you're like, ah, I'll put that on yeah. for next year. But I, I don't, I don't do that. Like, Oh, I'm going to go to the gym. You know, I'm, I go like right now. I haven't been in like six months or even longer. It's probably been longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I'm keeping track, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I talk about going and that's what I feel like everybody does. But it, I'm weird about that stuff, I guess. It's not like being held accountable that makes it weird. I guess it's just that I uh, I talk about it or something. Or, you know, people... Like, if I put it out there in that respect, then I think that's just one more thing. Like, people will be like, well, you said you were going to do this. Right. And then... Which is fine. That's cool and all. But at the same time, I kind of get an attitude of, like, if you're putting that on me then just out of stubbornness i'm just not gonna do it yeah you don't like that pressure yeah well just with certain things i just feel like if you're talking at me then i don't know there's something inside me that's just like yeah i'm just like well then i'm just not gonna do it oh yeah i I totally get that so i don't even i really appreciate that about you actually because you never get on me about when i talk about losing like the last seven pounds i want to lose or last you know, there's always just like this 10 pounds. Um, and 
I'll be really strict with what I'm eating for a while and then, you know, not so strict and you never say anything. And I really appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome. That's cool. Also, I think it's funny. We've never talked about this uh, ever. Our New Year's resolution things. Well, and, and I have the exact same philosophy. Well, the other thing, well, that's why we get along so well, but they've never been a thing like in my family. Okay. See my family, it was huge. Oh, we never talk about it. Um, every, not that I remember. I have a history like, um, of really bad experiences with New Year's resolutions because for like, since I was 14, like every year, maybe even younger, I would set these like really elaborate goals for the year. Like I think one year it was trained for the Olympics to be a figure skater, you know, <laughs> things like that, that are a little yeah. bit over the top. You get, you embellish. And you're, you're well, not embellished. I really was planning on it in like fourth grade. And then, you you know, I didn't. I didn't go to the Olympics for any sport. And then you feel like a loser. Right. You, <laughs> yeah, I think some of that's true. You, If you say these things, then it just adds to them getting down on themselves. Yes, that's Instead what of accepting that, you know, hey, it didn't happen. Or, you know, it's like a, a lot of unwanted pressure to yeah, put on yourself. Absolutely. And... Well, and like if you're in fourth grade, like how committed can you be to trying to make the Olympics? Like right. I feel like your parents have to be just as committed as you are. Right. And that's more like a team thing. Mine were very supportive of everything I wanted to do, but I think I might have been one of those typical yeah, but 80s, you... 90s kids who's like parents said, you can do anything, you can be anything. And then really it just created a lot of stress. Right. But at this, yeah, I get that. And at the same time though, if... If they're not forcing you to do it, right? Like, it's not going to happen. That's what separates. So that's what separates these, the Olympians from. Yeah, these Olympians from you know their parents, or they had somebody that was like, "I don't care what the hell you're doing or how you're feeling. Like, we're gonna fucking go to ice skating practice." Oh, you think the parents? I think the kids who pressure their parents too. Well, there were times like I had baseball. And I think the kids who really, really want it, they'll do anything. Right. Like, that's what I mean. But if you have an off day and you're just like, no, I don't want to go. Like, that's my parents. parents would, the majority of the time, they'd be like, you don't want to go? Like, okay. And you know an, what I mean? An like, Olympic parent it's would not be like, like, get your ass in yeah, the car. Yeah, I don't care. We're, We're going. going. Unless you, you know, your, your legs falling off or something, you know. Right. Like, it's that intensity plus yeah. the kids' intensity of like. Both together. Yeah. Practicing when you're sick and like through injuries. Or, you know, you get like Tanya Harding who mm. she enjoyed figure skating, but she was her mom like was way more into her figure skating than she was. Right. It just was a benefactor for her that she was super talented. Yeah. And when you're that little though, it's like, it's supposed to be fun, not a job. And look what it did to Tanya. Yeah, then you start beating women, other figure skaters with metal pipes. All that pressure. Yeah. Yeah, it builds up. It does. So it started with Olymp Olympic goals for me, which was a bit much. And then it turned into weight loss goals. And I had some like, I wouldn't say full-blown eating disorder issues, but um, definitely so, an unhealthy relationship with food. Let's just say that. Because I was in gymnastics and cheerleading and ice skating and things where typically you're a smaller framed Right. Um, person and I'm just not and I was always trying to be that and so I would you know every year say okay this is the year I'm gonna lose x amount of pounds 
And I mean, this started at a young age and then I wouldn't. And here's what else I would do. I would be so, I'd set the goal. I knew that was going to be my goal. So months beforehand, or at least a month beforehand, I would start eating more because I was nervous about how I wasn't going to be eating as much because I was going to be trying to lose weight. Oh, are you a nervous eater? Yeah, kind of. And just the fact that, oh, well, I'm going to start in January, so I can I should eat whatever I want now. Oh, so you stuff your face. Yeah, and then you gain 10 pounds, and then you have to lose that 10 pounds. But then you don't, and then it just kind of like... Well, how about we just, you know, we set life goals. Yes. Well, let me tell you. Because that seems to be better. It does. So in my late 20s, I finally had this like aha moment that I'm not doing that anymore. So I stopped New Year's resolutions when I was like 28, I think. And, and then if I do set a New Year's resolution, like one year it was to remember all of my family members' birthdays and acknowledge them. <laughs> nah, or, <that> happen. <laughs> or write thank you cards and send them out or things that had nothing to do with um health or losing weight because really we should all be working on that stuff all the time anyway i mean right shouldn't we just be working on being a, a somewhat healthy well yeah thing? realistically and that's what everybody gets these grandiose things in their head like this is the year and for some people i'm sure that it is mm-hmm. like that they've hit the gym and this is their like, year they've they got in the groove and they've bettered their life permanently right but the majority of people i feel like if you go to a gym january 1st right it's asses and elbows yeah. like because everyone's getting ready for spring and right. if you're a regular there it's like who the hell are these people you right. know and then you wait like three or four months and, they're gone. and it's they've they they're filtered gone. out you know yeah. Which is funny because I'm actually canceling my gym membership. Yeah, that you right didn't now. even go. Yeah, because yeah. I never went. Um, so I just am not a gym person. I've gone a few times uh, for like throughout my life. I've had like three month segments at a time where I'll be like really good at going. Um, but it's just going to the gym is just not something I can figure out how to get into my life. So yes, I think you absolutely nailed it when you said it just makes us feel bad about ourselves and like we set ourselves up for disappointment so why be so grandiose in these goals yeah why don't we just work on things that we want to work on whether it's like self health things or you know creative things or you know anything like that just like goals that personal right because the realistically that stuff's not going to happen within a year time frame but you should use that as like a starting point right so like breaking down the goals right like i had talked about when i decided to go to film school Mm -hmm. like i took it wasn't like this year i'm gonna make sure i get back into school it was it just something i had always thought about and to me personally it was just like something clicked i don't know it was something just went off and I was like, all right, now the time's to do it. Yeah. It wasn't like now it's 2017 or 2020 or you know whatever year you want to make it was and that kind of thing. It, it's it's like personal growth can happen anytime, right? It doesn't like, have to. I be put it out in the universe that this is what like a goal of mine was, but I didn't put that pressure on me. Like if it doesn't happen this year, then it's never going to happen. And I think a lot of people do that. Like, and then it doesn't happen, and then you and then they failure. just give up, mm-hmm, you, give you up. know. And they're like, "Well, I'm a failure, right, and I, I suck." It. But it's 
it's like some of these goals aren't something you can attain in one year. Like I think people get lost in that. Yeah. And, we're thinking that you can just have like a total life makeover. Well, yeah. And if quick. it were that easy, it, like we would all be healthy individuals mentally and physically and the world would be a better place. And but, as a therapist, I would be out of a job. Right. Because nobody would <laughs> have anything to complain about. Right. Or want to work on. Right. Um, another so, good, you know, another good thing to look at is uh, evaluating relationships in our lives. You know, that's another good goal. Trimming. Yeah. That's really trimming the fat. Trimming the fat. That's the kind of weight loss we're talking about. Shrink your circle, your social circle. Yeah. Getting rid of toxic and negative people, you know, or pushing yeah, that them was, uh, out. That was my 2012 and the 13. Did you set out on purpose? To no. Do that or just happened? I just. Because you did, were ready. Yeah. I, I just. It could even happen mid-year. I don't know. It wasn't like, this is the year I'm finding out who my real friends are. Right. Like, just a bunch of shit piled up, like, all at once, you know, and, like, came to a head. And then this, that's when I was just like, now's the time. I don't know what year it is, but this is, <laughs> like, this is when it's happening, things. you know. And ever since then, life's gotten a lot easier, I'll tell you that. Yeah. That's good. I do look at January as a refreshing time. Now, a time to like, now that I'm into decluttering and living, I'm not, I'm not one of those like hardcore minimalist people by any means, but I, I am, I do realize that every year, I, every couple months actually, I need to get rid of things. And, um, I think January is a good time to sort of like evaluate what you have in your surroundings. And actually we're going to be doing an episode on clutter and depression coming up. Right. Um, so I do think like there's some natural things with the new year, like, okay, it's time to reevaluate some things, but maybe if we looked at it like that, like reevaluating instead of setting these huge goals about how we're going to, you know, the other thing I, to you, cause you're, you have kids, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've never had, I guess this is the first time, like I've been going into a year mm-hmm. where there's like little people, yeah. you know, that are in my life. Yeah. Um, so as a parent though, like do parents really have new year's resolutions? Are they for you? Are they for your kids or your relationship or marriage? You know what I mean? Like with me, I I was single or, or had, if I had a girlfriend, like there was nobody else involved, but I don't know. Is that something that affects things? I think, I think you can set like family goals. Like, Hey, we're going to eat, a reasonable resolution would be we're going to all sit down and eat together one night a week or two nights a week. And that would be like a family thing. But I do, do you mean like projecting stuff? Yeah. Like, are you setting not only a resolution for yourself individually, but for your household? Is everybody on board with that? Like, is that something you guys have talked about and like, you're going to make it happen or is it, projecting and then that just causes more chaos right and hectic is it because we've talked about this if you don't follow through with kids then well they want structure so it say you've got everybody in line with like you worked real hard Uh that year you know and we got all that down are you gonna risk something like alter that or are you just gonna let them come up with their own stuff well i think that could be cool like i would love to know what my five and eight year old would say do five and eight year olds know about resolutions do they they understand what a resolution is Mm, they know about setting 
I guess I'm, I'm using the word goal. Um, you know, cause we have the bedtime thing going on at our house where yeah. they're going to earn. Well, a, that's the other thing. A ter- What's the difference between a resolution and a goal? I really don't know. I have to look See, it up. This is why nobody gets anything done. Cause I don't think they <laughs> understand the difference. Or is there a difference? Why don't we just set goals? Yeah. Let's see. I mean, I get the whole... The noun resolution has a few related meanings having to do with being firmly determined about something. If you lack determination, you'll never fulfill your New Year's resolutions. Resolution is the noun form of the verb resolve, which comes from Latin resolvere, to loosen, undo, settle. Hmm. Yeah, well, that sounds like nobody resolves anything anymore (laughs) yeah i wonder i don't even know the history of uh, everybody just you know decide what you want and then just figure it out like and work towards it you know like just set set a goal that you want to strive for but you may fall short but you also in that time may find out that you need a different goal that's that's just as good i don't know it's interesting I think it's it's a great way um, for places to market. It's a it's a great reason to market to people. New yeah. year, new you. Like how many times have we heard that? Oh, so stupid. Um, but I I do think it's a time for instead of resolution, I would say reevaluation. Unless maybe that is a synonym, and then that would be ridiculous. Just live your best life. Just live your best that's... life. That's what we're trying to do here. Take the pressure off. Yeah, just. If, I'll tell you. If it makes you feel good, then, you know, do I, that. I've been a lot, do more of that. a lot happier with myself since I stopped setting New Year's resolutions. I just look at it like, wow, that's exciting. It's a new year. But I think if you're a, a pretty driven person, you probably already have everything that you've ever wanted. Or just goals. <laughs> you're just, no, but you have goals that you're always setting goals. Yeah. That's interesting that we have like the same philosophy. I would love to hear other people's philosophies on new year's resolutions and if anyone knows more about the history of the new year's resolution i would love to hear about that so you can email us at the mental mom show at gmail.com yep is that the right address or on facebook yes you can always get a hold of us on facebook yeah start a discussion yeah okay so we're in 2019 what what are we trying well what's the internet trying to do better in 2019 well, I found an, a hilarious article because I thought we'd keep it kind of light since this is our like first, first episode yeah, back, back. Back, yeah. Um, so these are seven parenting trends we hope will finally die in 2018. How many? Seven. Oh, okay. Seven parenting trends we hope will finally die in 2018. Okay. And I cannot wait to hear people's opinions on this. And yeah, I haven't seen this list either. I'm going to post it on our um, mental mom page on Facebook and mm-hmm. then get, hopefully people will yeah. comment on it. Okay. So what, let me tell you what the first one is. Okay. Pictures of kids screaming on Santa's lap. Why would we ever want to get rid of that? That's, <laughs> did you ever post, you said you were going to post your, I did. Photo. Did you? They're okay, on good. there. Good. That's yeah. That's something that's going to be around until, there's no more malls. They're they're not just at malls. They go to daycares and. There's traveling like yes. Santas. Yes, because oh, my best friend Santa never came to me. We had to go to the mall and paid thirty dollars. And my photo. mom 
hates the mall. Yeah, I bet. I know. So that shows you how much she loves us to take us to a place that she despises to go sit on a random man's lap. Yeah. Hence those pictures and why I look so terrified. Yes. This was a great time. I bet. You so nobody needs it. to not have that experience in their life. Okay, like one time. It builds time. character. It builds character. My, so my best friend, I was telling you, her um, daughter's three, and I went to visit them a few weeks ago in December, and her, her three-year-old was crying, and my friend said, don't, don't worry, Meg, it's just that Santa came to visit today at school. <laughs> so she was like still upset. I shouldn't say she was crying, okay? But it looked like she had been crying. She definitely looked, she had been crying at one point, and then she looked like, disturbed Mm -hmm. and when i tried to ask the three-year-old about it she just looked at me like i don't want to talk about it well it's funny because they they want this this guy to bring them presents and you know i don't know if at three all their dreams but yet they finally meet the man (laughs) and they cry okay she's three no three-year-olds can make decisions I've been reading. Have you? Have There's you been... people out there that believe four-year-olds and three-year-olds have a capable mind of making their own decisions and that we should allow them to do so and follow them. Are we going there? Down their path of decision-making. Are we going there? Not this episode, but when it comes to Santa, they just need to suck it up. Okay, but will you please announce what you're talking about so that people know and then we'll, we'll do an episode on it. I don't even remember the term. Thabies? They, the babies? Thabies. Thabies? I don't know. It was ridiculous. And it hurt, made my head hurt because I couldn't follow what they were saying. It was about gender saying. identity. Yeah. Um, and letting children decide their own gender. We'll talk about it on another There's episode. more. Obviously, it... To um, the list. It upset Casey to the point of, you know, that was a few days ago and he's still talking about it. So, we'll, so we'll yeah. That. If three-year-olds can make up their decisions <laughs> on their own, then they just need to face the fact that that's what Santa is. He's scary. And he's big. You, he's hairy. If you get cry over it. <laughs> when you meet him, then you don't get presents. You don't get presents. That's how it should work. Okay, kids. Yep. This is the real world. Yeah. Criers don't get presents. You're gonna be, be such like, a wonderful gonna, father. You're gonna someday. ask me. You're gonna ask me for all this stuff, and then you're gonna. I'm gonna show up, and then you're gonna cry, and you expect me to still give you presents. I don't get a hey, how are you, or a thank you. No. And, and I think usually when Santa shows up at daycares, he does bring presents for everyone. Okay, like a hand sanitizer. Yeah. Um, every year, I'm just going to read a little bit of this. Every year, parents force rigid, red-faced, and hysterical tots onto the lap of a giant, hairy stranger. Ostensibly, this is done because children are supposed to love Santa. I think this is what you were just saying. But when all signs point to the contrary, maybe don't do it. And while that $30 photo of your toddler screaming in terror may seem funny, it can be a bit sad and uncomfortable to your social media followers. <laughs> Let your little guy wave to Santa from the distance and save your $30. This no, is... what you do is you, Today's you let your child stand in line. They sit on his lap. Meanwhile, we've all got phones, right? Mm-hmm. Take the picture yourself. And you run up there, snap your picture, then grab your child and run away. Are, will they let you do that? I would think they would like. What do they want? Like that. the money up front? I don't know. Because that'd be the it. smart way. I don't to do think it. I've ever. I've never done it. What? I've, I mean, I've never taken my kids and my mom and dad. I never took us to do that. Huh? Because it's 
obnoxious. <laughs> Depriving we did your take... children <clears throat> of Santa Claus, and that's not right. Um. Anyway, I meant to tell everyone that this is from Today's Parent, an article on todaysparent.com, and it's written by Kristen Thompson, so if you want to look it up. So that was number seven. What's number... No, that was number one. Oh, we're starting at the top? We're st- well, it starts with number one, so I'm guessing... Oh, we should have started from the bottom, now we're here, to quote Drake. All right, well, I'm going to start... I don't know if this is in order or not. Okay. This is something that I've never... I never heard of. I've missed it. My kids, we didn't do it. Um, ridiculously elaborate cake smashing photo shoots. So not just a photo, but an actual photo shoot. And so I'm, it's staged. Yes. Oh, this is ridiculous. So the, the author says, full disclosure, I did cake smash photos with both my kids when they turned one. Uh, they turned out meh, she says, and I probably won't look at them again. At least not more frequently than the sweet candid pics of my kids blowing out their candle or eating the wrapping paper off their gifts. So cake ma- smash photos started a few years back as a mostly simple affair with babies in diapers, stay with me here, wearing pearls or a bow tie to match their little cake. I wish you guys could see Casey's oh face right god. now. Oh my god. Oh my gosh, I wish you guys could see it. It's just utter disgust his eyes were closed there's head his head's going back why and does forth. everything need to be a photo shoot though i think that like probably has to why? do with the social media stuff well remember when senior pictures in the 80s were just like a headshot maybe a person leaning against yeah, a tree and, and then were, by the time yeah. i was in high school it was like a big ordeal like people would go to like 10 different locations and there were black and whites and there were like and then I'm guessing it continued that way when you were in... Yeah, but... uh, Yeah. So I think it just evolved. It's a thing, but I don't understand this. So wait, her article says... Now they are... So that's how they started. Now they're more like wedding photos. Yeah. There are um, teepees and bunting and humongous expensive balloons. There are tiny tiaras, tutus, and flower crowns purchased off Etsy. Ruined picnic blankets and sun flare... Not to mention $50 cakes bought just to be squashed, regurgitated, and then rejected. Yeah. So. Yeah, that needs to go away. <laughs> now, I mean, when my. That should be number one on the list. Well, my daughter, I have a picture of my oldest daughter. She's one. She does not have a shirt on. She's in a high chair, and she has chocolate on her face because she had her first piece of Yeah, that's how cake. it should be. It was cute. It should be. It's in the, the baby party, book. It's in the, the album. The family's there. The family's there. And it just is a natural thing that happens Habit. like thing here's that your happens. first piece of cake so yeah apparently i, I didn't yeah, know that, you're like, that was you, a thing it's set down in front of you and they're you're just like parents are just like go crazy we're gonna give you this whole thing square thing of sugar and you can just smash it and grab <laughs> it and wipe it all over you and that's it and but that's these funny. people that are buying 50 dollar little cakes yeah which i think 50 is probably on the low end of these oh i'm sure cakes. because i'm looking at um coordinated these photos like coordinated um tiaras with tutus and with like decorations that are all color you know all the colors match and looks very professional ridiculous okay so that's number two ridiculously elaborate cake smash photo shoots these are trends we hope will die in 2018 written by 2019 well we hope they'll finally die in 2018 meaning 2019 will be free of them right 
Okay. Right. Okay. By I Kristen misunderstood Thompson. you. You're okay. right. Sorry. I just wanted to make sure that we give the author credit. So what's next? Oh, gosh. Are you ready? <laughs> Potty training announcements on social media. Oh, my God. Social media is changing the way we communicate in good ways and in bad. People can update followers on the minutia of their lives in real time, which can be wonderful if you're into it. But here's the thing. Sharing is caring, unless it's oversharing. Yes, I'm talking about poop posts. Whether your potty training update comes with a visual or not. Oh my God, that means yeah, that people post, let's post visuals. post that picture. I'm going to start doing that. Your toddler's bowel movement milestone doesn't need to be broadcast to your 1,000 followers. So let's keep shots of I'm you know tell what off Facebook everybody next year. right now. If Go we're ahead. friends on Facebook and I see you in an overly proud moment of your child going to the bathroom for the first time, defriend or, or you announcing, no, I'm not going to defriend. I'm going to post pictures of me on the toilet. Yes, of celebrating 32 year old man. <laughs> Still knows how to use the bathroom correctly. And we'll see how awkward that gets and how much you love to see that. Yeah. Because I don't care if you're one. I'm going to have to advise against Or that. you're a hundred. Nobody wants to see pictures of you on the toilet. I mean, I don't even want that in my baby book. Any of my kids' baby books. I don't care that Why your kid you learned how to use that? the bathroom. I'm, I don't know. Well, now, photo is awkward too. Is yeah. like just because you've trained them well doesn't mean we all need to know about it like it's expected the only right that's just like a developmental milestone if you're having problems with that take your kid to the doctor now if he's like 15 and then you're like hey johnny just used the bathroom for the first time yeah not go on facebook no (laughs) then it's gonna be like okay well and you're you're posting about like your 15 year old just now using the bathroom like that's really weird. What's up going? You know what's, what's going, going on with on? that? But can I tell you the only? Jeez. Um, the only toilet photo that I have is I walked into the bathroom one day. Uh, I think my girls were probably six and three, seven and four, probably six and three. There was a Barbie and Velma figurine from Scooby Doo in the toilet. Okay. And that's it. That's all that was in the toilet. Okay. And I thought that was hilarious, so I took a picture of that. Yeah, that's okay. That's funny. But they weren't Oh, guess on what? I didn't put it on social media either. I just sent it to a couple friends. Right. I, as far as I know, there's no documented evidence of me or anybody in my fam or my brother, I should say, on the toilet. Plus, I think we grew up in a time, probably even more so with you, but your generation... I mean, people started getting really like, don't take naked pictures of your kids. You know, like, so even bathtub pictures. Yeah, when did that line start getting I fuzzy? I think when there's so many child molesters that were like, brought well, that to hasn't light. changed. No, but in, in the 80s and 90s, we finally like started really talking about it and we found out how, you know, often it was happening. Right. And, and then like the internet and child porn and all that stuff. I think taking nude photos of your kid became like something to be very cautious about. Right. But it's still happening. Well, I'm saying that's yeah. I'm saying that's why we probably don't. You probably don't have a lot. I probably I don't have a lot. Yeah, I'm. You lost me because we would have more. You would think because the internet wasn't around. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. There's me in diapers, like playing in a sprinkler. I mean, that's cute. But 
That's yeah, cute. just nobody cares about your kid using the toilet. Good job, guys, that you you uh, you've trained them properly. Right. Like Do you society want thinks. A you. reward for that for doing your job. Yeah. So your kid hit a normal developmental milestone. Yeah. Good. Good job. Good job. We're proud of you. Yeah. What's next? Okay. Leprechaun traps. I don't even know what the hell that is. Are you familiar? Because basically, holidays run your life when you have children who are school aged. What so is for... a leprechaun? Like, like an elf on the shelf, but we're trying to capture the leprechaun. Don't we know Can that? I just read this. The leprechaun's it... incapturable. That's the whole fun of it, yeah. If you didn't know this was a thing, it's a thing. Leprechaun traps are not dissimilar to Elf on a Shelf. And you know how we feel about Elf on the Shelf. Okay. The idea being to create a sense of wonder by suggesting magical creatures come into our home when we're not looking. That's just creepy. That's like a horror movie to me. That's almost around the same line of like your stuffed animals come alive Yeah, which night. is freaky. Like Toy Story. Which is a great movie. It is. And I know you're upset about number four coming out and you don't feel like it's necessary. They don't need it. They don't it's need it. It's not necessary. So you went to Toy Story. I was thinking Chucky, remember? Right. Child's Play. I never was allowed to watch it, but it looks scary. If Santa, the Easter Bunny, and the Tooth Fairy are beloved fixtures in childhood lore, why can't Scroogey, the Elf, and Lenny, the Leprechaun, join the team? Well, because the roster is full. Thank you, Kristen. And leprechaun traps, homemade devices you create with your child to trap a leprechaun on St. Patrick's Day, are cute in theory, but utter nonsense in practice. You won't actually ever trap a leprechaun. Plus, trapping even an imaginary creature seems cold-hearted. Let them live their little non-existent lives, and let's stop turning every single holiday into an epic affair. Thank you. Amen. I mean, because you know who ends up having to do all that stuff? The parents. Got to make sure they have all of the uh, materials. And my kids play with boxes and construction paper and glue and scissors all the time. But it's just something about having to do it and then turn it in at school. Oh, if that they're making that like an assignment. It was. I, I can't remember if it was this year or last oh, year. Oh, I would tell them to uh, kick rocks. That's a, <laughs> a whole day affair at school you can make a thing of. <laughs> all day. Cool. Do they still, do, do, do kids still like, do arts and crafts at school like ours during does. the time our... uh like or yeah, ours, is it our all our handed out great. for homework no our teachers are great about okay. doing projects at yeah at school too yeah they need to be doing that in school not that's not a homework assignment i'd be like we're not doing it because you know why because you can't catch a leprechaun you can't can we just have some mystery we're just wasting our time can we just have some mystery what's next okay Celebrating half birthdays. That's dumb, too. <laughs> Can you use your words, please? <laughs> I hope that goes away real quick. I don't even know when my half birthday is. That's how much I care. Do you know how to figure I it don't out? don't care. Divide half <laughs> of... You said I don't even know where my half birthday is. But, I mean... Well, yeah, I can't, like, I don't have it memorized. You'd have to count on your fingers? Yeah, that and that probably makes me sound really dumb, but I don't care because <laughs> it's not important. I know when my real birthday is. Yeah. There was a time when half birthdays were only noted for kids who were born near a holiday. The idea being that the holiday unfairly overshadowed said child's actual birthday. Okay. But increasingly, half birthdays are being celebrated willy-nilly by any parent of any child. According to the internet and Pinterest, this is a real thing. 
kids these days, and yes, I'm generalizing here, tend to be showered year-round with gifts and special treats. That's the problem. Yeah, everybody's it, special. every month, really, there's something. And yeah. why, why can't we just calm down? Yeah, you know what that you should do? Be like, hey, there's a yard out there. That's called freedom. Yeah, go, go play, play out there. It's just so much. It's it's like nothing is special anymore because you still have Halloween candy left over when you start going into Thanksgiving and Christmas, and then you get more, and then all of a sudden it's Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day, which just starts in like January and now. Then you, apparently, the young ones are celebrating St. Patrick's Day. Well, yeah, and Easter starts in like March, even though it's not until April. There's like Easter stuff yeah. starts coming in. It's just Stop. craziness. Stop it. Half birthdays. Yeah, we're not celebrating them. Get over it. Easter presents. There's another one. Uh, that's in the same one, celebrating half birthdays, but she's just referencing. because I Easter presents, gifts for passing swimming lessons, gifts for becoming a big brother, gifts from aunts and uncles just because. Gifts for passing swimming lessons? You know what the gift is? You know you won't drown anymore. <laughs> That's the gift. Call me a buzzkill, but do they really need an entire party to celebrate turning half a year older? I'm going to go with no. 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 Maybe back in the day when everybody was dying of tuberculosis and, you know, p- kids that barely made sense. it. Kids barely made it to well, five. Well, we could get then back there. sell, oh, vaccines. Because, oh. Uh, you know, vaccines aren't necessary we anymore. Are, uh, because we, polio hasn't been around for a really long time. I wonder why. Let me Not just. Not the vaccine. Let me just clarify that the Mental Mom Show completely supports vaccinating your children. You're giving away all of our new episodes. It's foreshadowing. <laughs> foreshadowing. We will be talking about people who don't vaccinate their kids in an upcoming episode. Okay, what's next? Okay. So can I just finish what I was saying? Oh, I'm sorry. When your, ki- when your life expe- expectancy is like five or six years old or maybe like 12, then you should definitely – that's when you should have been celebrating half birthdays. Yeah, on the Oregon Trail. <laughs> That's what I was trying to think of the other day when I was saying that game we played in the 90s about surviving in the pioneer times. Yeah, Yeah. Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail. It's a great game. Okay, this is something that Kate started happening like right around when I had kids, but I don't know. Uh, Push presents. I hadn't heard of push presents. This is the author. Push present. Yeah. A push present is literally just a present a spouse gives to his or her partner before giving birth because your newborn baby isn't quite enough. Are you and Kristen, the author, friends? <laughs> Everything she's saying is stuff that's come out of your oh mouth. Oh, my gosh. And sure, when your gift never sleeps and stops screaming, a piece of jewelry or a new iPad does offer some consolation, but it's also a weird trend with a weird name. So I take it this is a, a man, more dominated thing, like, I, I wonder if it's because the man it feels guilty, or is it the women who are behind it? You know, oh, like I'm doing this for you. Or, I'm no. doing this for you, so you should get me something. I don't know. That's it's coming seems... out of my body. So, do they do they buy the present before or after the birth? Because maybe you know they saw some things and that. That changed, altered And they were her. like, oh, no. Wow, she like, deserves this She deserves <laughs> this iPad now because. We have a jet flying over us if anyone's just heard all of that. Do you have uh, an airport nearby? Yeah, there's an airport everywhere. Okay. I don't know. Okay, back to this. Or it's crashing. 
Okay, I'm serious though. Like I worry about that every time I hear a, a plane falling a plane, on the house. I think, oh god, it's going down. It's happened. I know. That's it's, why it's terrifying. That's how uh, Ozzy Osbourne's guitar player died in the '80s. A, a plane fell out of the sky on their tour bus. Onto their tour bus. Onto the tour bus. But that's another story. I know. It doesn't happen that often. It's not something that's No, but like it happens. High enough ranking on the scale of things that injure people that I need to worry about it the way yeah. that I do. But that's anxiety. Okay, so it's a weird trend with a weird name, especially because some births don't involve any pushing, like mine. C-sections. There's oh, no pushing. So it's your uh, C-section <laughs> gift. And it denotes a type of materialism that's, well, unnecessary. What do you think... Hang on. A better gift might be an offer to do all the Saturday night wake-ups and to hire a cleaning service. I like that. What were you going to say? That's where I would go. Yeah. But before, um, you know, when we, if we went back to earlier times, mm-hmm. what, what do you think a push present would be back then? Like, like in pioneer times? Yeah, like a... A pine cone wreath. Like a candle <laughs> or a... A new Bible. Some feathers for your pillow. Or some ink for your or a quail pen. Bowl. Quill pen. Quill. Quill. A slaughtered bull. That. Like a dowry. Like I don't know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> there wasn't a lot of material things back then. You're right. Um, a new. A new handkerchief. They were big into handkerchiefs. A new uh, butter churner. A butter churner. Because you know you only get a few days off after giving birth. Oh, and then you're back at it. Yeah. Or we all die. Heck yeah. It's team effort. Team effort back then. Or a new mule. Okay. But <laughs> I don't know about the mule. To start plowing the garden. Um, gifts are always welcome in my world. I love a gift. Um, but I don't think that we should expect them. Like, No, when you expect gifts, I won't give you a gift. Um, can you calm down, please? Because that's so not me. But that's what makes you love them more is when you don't expect them. Right, and I feel like it puts pressure on Like when on. I give all of your gifts the day after Christmas. Are there more coming? No. Oh my gosh, why did you get me all excited <laughs> like that? That was so mean. Okay, but sometimes the best gifts I get for people are not at Christmas. They're, no, and that's the thing. It's I don't, when I see something that's like, it, oh. There's these, these ideas. Societal pressures. Yeah, like you can only give. If you're not giving a present on Christmas, then you know, you're... You you don't like the holidays or you're the Scrooge or whatever, but it's like, why do I need to? Why can't I just find something and, that makes me think of you and then give it to you then? And then you just remember of like throughout the entire year, like this is nice things that I've done for you, and don't focus on well on Christmas you only got me one thing. It's like well, well like, hey jerk, yeah. I got you like, but you know, boom 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 like throughout the entire year. You know? Yeah, it's just like a lot of hype that creates a lot of pressure. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's stupid. Okay, I am so guilty of this one, but oh, no. there's there's reason for it. Okay, what is it? Again, this is not a podcast that is for children. Children do not listen. If you're listening, stop right now. Tell your parents to turn this off. My kids better not be listening, and anybody that knows my kids better not tell them about this. The Tooth Fairy leaving anything more than $5. Oh, you're 100% way guilty just listen my niece this is what the author is writing my niece's friend got twenty dollars for a tooth last month um no the national average is still under five and it needs to stay that way but there's a reason the tooth fairy forgot i still felt guilty about it the time before 
So that's why my eight-year-old got the $20 bill because I was making up for something. And also, it was like one of her last teeth. She's already run out of teeth? Mm Mm-hmm. Because she's almost nine. Oh. Yeah. Well, so the prior... And I didn't have anything. I didn't have any... Tooth lossage. All I had was a 20. What did she get for the other teeth? Usually like between one and five. So... I've never gone over five until then. Okay. But yeah, it's not something that's going to... And my four-year-old lost her first teeth. Or my... I'm sorry, my five-year-old lost her first tooth. Thank you. And she... And I told her that the tooth fairy ranges anywhere from one to four dollars. One to five dollars for your first tooth. I didn't want her thinking she was getting a twenty. I thought you said fifty cents, and she thought fifty cents was more than <gasps> five dollars. Right. I said fifty cents, to and $5. you got off way easy on that one. I would have been yeah. like, "Boom, here's seventy-five cents." Yes. Mind blown. Yes, I gave her three dollars, but that's like what fifty cents was back when we were kids. No, I know nothing I about inflation. I don't think inflation's <laughs> gone that hardcore yet. So, guys, that was number seven. Quick recap. That was it? Yeah, it was only seven. Oh, okay. Seven parenting trends. Which one was your... Which one was it, were you most repulsed by? Most repulsed by? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, there's all of them. But I guess if I had to pick one, uh, I don't know. They all got me really worked up. Um, really, the cake smash? The cake smash. And the potty... And... No, potty no, training. No, the potty training. On social media. Yeah. Nobody cares. Stop, everybody. Stop. Stop. Thank you for doing your duty. <laughs> no pun intended. Of oh uh, teaching your child how to be a polite, nice human being. Let's and work on that. Use the facilities. Let's Thank work you. on that. But other than that, nobody cares. Nobody cares. And don't put it on Facebook. And you know what? Twitter, Some things are just Instagram. are just made for inside your house. With yeah. Your, within your home, share with your immediate family. It doesn't have to be on social media. Yeah, nobody wants to see a, a two-year-old and really, let's evaluate. on the toilet. Just like nobody wants to see a 32-year-old man on the toilet. Nobody does. Nobody it wants to change. hear about me. It doesn't change. Just because you're yeah. two or three. It's not cute. And, and really, let's ev- please evaluate why you feel the need to put a picture of your child because they think potty training everybody's on. special. Everybody's everybody he did you know they're doing a great job. Great job. Medal for everybody. Okay. On that note I'm being cynical, I guess, but please I don't want to see your children pooping. No. And Casey has threatened, as you heard him, that he will retaliate with his own photos. If you're doing it, then that makes it in my mind that it wouldn't Facebook take that down? No. They wouldn't. I didn't know how much they patrol. I don't think Facebook's monitoring me that hard. I mean, unless somebody was like, this is an inappropriate photo. Oh, and somebody sent it to them. Yeah, to and then I would be like, ooh, uh, here's an inappropriate photo of a little <laughs> yeah. child. And I'm offended by it. On a little potty <laughs> going to the bathroom. Yeah, and you know there's some weirdo out there with a fetish that's probably downloading Unfortunately, and it. probably, and it's disgusting. Yeah, and your kid's now probably yeah. on some So don't do that to site. your child. Okay. Don't expose them to that. Casey, I think for our first episode back, this is great. We should wrap it up there. It's going to be a great year. It I have is. no resolutions, but other than getting my passport, which we'll see. Yeah, because that was last year too. Mine's just to like keep um, taking one day at a time, and that's all you can do. Yeah, I mean, trying to be the best person I can, yeah. living for myself, and not caring what other people think, and. 
living my like, best life. To quote Jack Dawson from Titanic. Yes. Every day's a gift, and I don't intend on wasting it. Mic drop. Let's go. <laughs> that was beautiful. Okay, where can people find us? We are still found on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and wherever else you can find a podcast. We're there. Yes. Find it. Listen. Subscribe. Rate. Review. review share. All those things. If you have. 2019. We're coming. We're coming. We're coming for you. Coming. If you have a droid. Is that a oh, non- we're back on this? Oh, yeah. A non-iPhone. A non-iPhone. Look for the purple icon. Like antenna tower. It looks like thing. an antenna tower. That's the, op- the Apple bleh, the Apple podcast app. Or And you down- can get that on your droid. Yes. Yes. You can do that. You can Google Play. Google you Play. Can, Everybody uh, knows about Google Play. Podbean or what's the other one you're always talking about? Caster. No. Castbox. 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 We're there too. SoundCloud. Not anymore. No SoundCloud. No SoundCloud. Things didn't work Cut out. Cut that out. Bye. Bye, SoundCloud. Okay. Okay. Well, guys, it's been real. And our next episode will be... Procrastinating. Procrastinating. So we might do it. We may or may not. Depends yeah. if we procrastinate or not. Okay. It'll be there. We'll see you next time, y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.